I'm your host, Jerrica, and welcome to She Has a Name Too, the show where we discuss the individuality of moms. Motherhood is an honorable and full-time job, but between the dishes and diapers lies a woman with her own hopes and dreams. Here we discuss the woman behind her title, Mother. Joining me again this week is Amelia Harrington. This time we are talking about our battle with feelings of inadequacy and how we move forward with faith instead of fear during this turbulent time. Um, So thanks again for joining me, Amelia. Yeah, of course. Let's just jump right into it. How did your upbringing shape your view of motherhood? I was a product of divorce. My parents separated at the age of 11, roughly. So for my upbringing, I saw my mom play both roles of mother and father. Uh, My dad, he did not live nearby. He wasn't a part of our lives for a solid three years after their divorce. And so for me, what I saw is my mom working to be the provider as well as the nurturer. She spent a lot of time at work. I was the oldest of four kids. So you can imagine, you know, there's a lot of financial burdens that are placed on a woman who has to take care of four kids on her own. And so seeing her kind of play both roles of provider and nurturer, that's kind of influenced how I felt my role should be fulfilled. And then, of course, I was lucky to have leaders within the church who kind of took me under their wing adopted me as their as their daughter and they were able to show me how you can love others as much as you love your own children motherhood does not only apply to your biological children it applies to any child that you have in your life you know they might not even be a child they might be an adult and you might be an older woman but they can seem like a child to you you know they taught me you know how important it is to look out for those who are in need, who don't have the full support of both parents and might need a little bit extra nurturing because one parent is busy trying to do both things. Ultimately, that's, that's what I've, I learned growing up. I think it's, um, I think it's really interesting how we view our upbringings differently and how each different situation shapes us to be different types of moms. You know, like I don't think there's just one type of good mom. I think that's really cool. So how how have you applied these learnings into your life, into your motherhood in the last year? I've definitely focused more on trying to be there with my daughter. As much as my mother wanted to be, she wasn't able to because she had to play both roles. And so though she tried her hardest, you know, as a kid, you want more. And so as a mom now, I'm trying everything to be there for my daughter in any and every way possible. You know, at this time, I have the blessing of being a stay-at-home mom and being able to be with her day in and day out and to see her hit milestones and, um, you know, make discoveries and whatnot. And that's been awesome. And I think that is something that we do need to recognize. If we are blessed enough to get to stay home with our kids, like 
that's something we need to recognize is like a huge blessing, you know, that we can watch these milestones. You know, obviously working moms aren't totally missing out on all these milestones, you know. Definitely they're doing a noble cause too. Like there is nothing wrong with working. But I think, you know, we just need to, you know, not shame like one side or the other, right? Like we're just all trying our best and, you know, you and I are blessed to be able to watch like every second. You know, and I want to mention something else too. So it's actually interesting. Since I grew up with my mother working um, and being a provider, since I'm at this point right now where I don't have a job, I have found myself like mom shaming myself for not working, for not helping provide financial assistance to our family. I just had a conversation with my husband the other day about because of my upbringing, I don't feel like I am doing enough for this family because I'm not working. I'm just at home taking care of my kid. And so I I get to see both sides. Like I have this innate desire to be working because to me that helps me feel more fulfilled and helps me feel like I'm fulfilling my duties as wife and mother Uh, but in the same sense being able to stay home with my daughter also is fulfilling my duties as wife and mother so I'm kind of in that like catch-22 internal battle where I want to do both but that's not the current situation we're in. I think that we all feel inadequate. I think that's a very normal feeling for moms and I I think that's where we need to kind of find the balance, right? And like figure out, okay, where can I find the proper balance for myself, right? Whether that's working eight hours a day or not working at all, or, you know, maybe you work retail on the weekends because you want to be out and you want to, you know, have some sort of income. You know, there's nothing wrong with either one, right? Like, Wherever, wherever you find your balance is good for you, right? Yeah, definitely. Like you said, like because of your upbringing, and I find this too, because of my upbringing, I felt like, well, I felt like, oh, I don't have kids. Like I'm failing as a woman. I don't have kids yet. So as a married woman, I am a failure. And so I think we need to just kind of like let those things go and just figure out what's best for ourselves. You know, and and I totally understand like the the feeling inadequate of like not providing enough for the family, right? Like feeling like you're kind of just freeloading on your husband sometimes. Yeah. But I think we need to recognize too that we are taking care of everyone, right? Like I'm sure you do things during the day that like Jordan doesn't do. Like laundry is one of them. <laughs> for me at least. I was gonna say he he's better at that than I am. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's a better husband than I am a housewife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, like you just, you have to like find your jive and just, you know, it's like you just, you have to figure it out, right? Like laundry was my chore, you know, and, and it just works for us. Another thing is just being aware of the expectations that you set for yourself and that you may not even recognize 
that you've set those expectations until you feel like you failed. Because most of those expectations are brought upon by yourself. That's where most of our expectations come from, are what we ourselves have associated to our titles and to who we are. Of course, society cultivates, you know, most of them, but just being mindful of where your self-doubt and your feeling of inadequacy comes from. Yeah. And just, and like breaking down those barriers, right? Exactly. So as you've grown up, how has your view on motherhood changed, if it's changed at all? The one thing that has changed has been my understanding of how deep of an emotional connection you form with your child, as well as how deeply you feel emotions for them, or even how empathetic you can be towards other moms or other parents and the situations that they're dealing with in their own lives with their kids. I hadn't realized like how much joy and happiness, you know, everyone talks about it like, oh, kids are the greatest things. You know, it's a, the best, best thing you'll ever do and, and whatnot. And you think, uh-huh. Yeah. Cause they're like cute and, you know, you get to play with them and whatnot. Um, but you really do gain this deep love for this little human that, you know, you spent nine months carrying. Or for those who adopt, like, the moment that you see them and take care of them, you know that they are your treasure, you know? Like, they're your pride and joy the moment you see them. Because you know that this little human depends on you and that you're the only one who can give them the mother's love that they need and so rightfully deserve. Um, so ultimately for me, it's just been gaining a deeper understanding of what it truly means to love and, and also what it means to sacrifice. Like I knew that my mom made sacrifices, you know, like she wasn't able to, to go to many of our sporting events or to spend a whole lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one time with us or, um, you know, any other things, like we didn't go on vacations, you know, stuff that you think, yeah, that's what most, you know, quote-unquote normal families get to do. Um, but as a parent, you know, you sacrifice hours upon hours of sleep day in and day out <laughs> whether it's a a teething kid or you know a newborn baby who you've got to feed them you've got to change them you know um and everything else that that comes along with a growing child yeah the depth of understanding has definitely grown for me now that I'm experiencing it yeah, it's definitely something that you can't really imagine until you're there. So is there something that you hope to teach your kids that you've learned recently about either motherhood or about the world or just like a piece of wisdom, wise nugget that you want to pass down to your kids? Right now, we're dealing with a global pandemic, you know, COVID-19 that set our world into 
turmoil. You know, it's turned our world upside down. You know, I've seen many a, a meme on, on Facebook that mentioned that the year 2020 is a game of Jumanji and we're just waiting for whatever's coming next. And, you know, for me as a mom, with all this like chaos and negativity and destruction and turmoil that's going on, it's had me more fearful than I feel like I've ever been about just life in general, uh, about what the future holds. And what I've learned and I'm still working on is to look towards the future, not with fear, but rather with faith. Because even though what looks scary and what is scary now may not be what our future holds. You know, things will resolve in time. Some things will take longer than others. But ultimately, growing is painful. And that's what our world is currently experiencing. We're all experiencing growth. And it's the scariest and most painful thing as a member of society, as a mother. But just remember that the future holds great value and that we'll get there and it'll be worth it. I feel like I needed to hear that, (laughs) actually. It has been kind of a year of frustration and fear and, um, yeah, so much fear this year um, for me, too. And, yeah, just, like, fear mostly for, like, what the future holds for my kids. There are just so many changes happening, and it is, like, am I going to have to homeschool my kids, you know, forever? Or or is it going to, like, normalize by the time we start kindergarten, you know? And I, I'm totally on board with that, that we just have to, like, move forward with faith. I actually, I heard, I read this uh, story about an old man who um, was in, being interviewed by a younger woman, and she asked him, like, so you've lived through, he had, you know, lived through wars, and he had, you know, like, fought in Vietnam and things like that, and he obviously had had lots of scary experiences in his life, and she asked him, like, so how's 2020 for you? And he's like, you know what? I learned a long time ago to not judge life based on the news headlines, but to make up my own headlines for the day. Like, husband loves wife and brings her flowers, or um, family plays board game by fire, or, you know, like, things like that. And I just, I've been really thinking about that lately, that, like, we just need to change our perspective you know, and look at the positive things that are happening too. And I think that will help us move forward with faith a little bit easier. That's a great, great way to look at things. And I mean, I'm not saying that we should ignore, like we should definitely be paying attention to what is happening, right? Like we should be learning, we should be improving. And this is a great year to um, really like just change ourselves, right? Like, like you said, like those growing pains, 
Like it is going to be painful, but we're going to grow and we're going to come out of this stronger and wiser and hopefully nicer (laughs) to each other. You know, it is going to be difficult, but maybe we need to focus on like, oh, I learned this thing today or I changed my perspective on this, or I figured out how to wash my hands properly, or, you know, like things like that, right? Instead of, I'm stuck at home again because there's an outbreak, right? Like, to, f- to focus more on the positive things and the growth that we're doing during this time. Ultimately, that's what we have to do to, to survive. You know, every... Every day, just looking at headlines that are one after another full of negative emotion. We're like plants, you know, positivity is our sunshine. You know, negativity is the cold and the lack of the food that we need, the food for our soul. And so if we can can focus on that that sunshine, that positivity, even amongst the negativity, you know, the light and the dark we'll be able to get out on top of these things. I think that is a great place to end it. So thank you for your wise words and your experiences sharing with us about your upbringing and how that has shaped you and where you're trying to find balance in all of that. Of course. Thank you for listening. Join the conversation and stay up to date on Instagram and Twitter at She Has a Name Too. She Has a Name Too is a production of Mecco Radio. I, Jerrica Dennison, was your host and was joined by my friend Amelia Harrington. Huge thank you to my husband, Ryan, who entertains our baby while I record. This episode was edited by my brother, Alex Williams. Mecco.